Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And we are going to bring an experiment to the table here. We recorded the show earlier today and the audio disappeared. So we're going to go with a, a fast-paced, fast-break DFS Coach Talk podcast today. Get everybody ready. And we're going to reveal our two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP lineup at the end of the show. So we'll work towards that. But first, Coach, we have to hear about your trip to the ball game last night. Your, your Mavericks took care of the Pelicans. How was the experience for you? Uh, it was great, man. It You know, just to get out there and mix it up in the real world. I mean, after all of this being locked down stuff, uh, it was fun. It was just, it was great to be in, in the stadium, get to see some live basketball. Uh, you know, there was about 10, 15% capacity. So it felt like we were at a summer league scrimmage here and, and it's an, you know, NBA regular season game. So that was weird. Piped in noise was a little weird, uh, but you know, just being there to see it was was a lot of fun. So great to be out there. You know, gets you excited for uh, our world getting back to some type of normalcy sooner than later. That's for sure. Absolutely, great to cherish everything we have, including yes. those games. And and uh, awesome that you were there. And next best thing here, of course, is watching them from home and participating in DFS. So let's get after it here today. Start Do us it. off, coach, on this nine game slate. All right. Uh, first game is uh, Clippers and Charlotte. And, you know, we we talked over uh, again. We're going to you know go brief on these because we've talked them through between uh, Andrew and I. And, you know, we, we sort of like a sneaky little Kawhi Leonard possibility here at super, super low ownership. Um, you know, it might be a nice spot for him to put up a, a 40 or 50 burger. We think he's going to get enough minutes uh, you know, to stay in his rhythm and rotation. So he may be worth uh, a, a spot here. And then on the Charlotte side, you know, going against the Clippers, I'm I'm not really high on uh, the guards with, with a good defense from the Clippers. And uh, the bigs, you know, have been super inconsistent uh, as well. So I, I don't know how close this game is going to be, but um, with Beverly and George and Leonard out there defending, uh, you know, the three best players for Charlotte, I think I'm going to fade them and, and just uh, take a flyer uh, on my GPP lineup with Kawhi. Yeah, he is ultra cheap. And the last two games he's played 30, <clears throat> 36 and 30 minutes. Yeah. This this is a front end for the Clippers. They seem to be pretty solidified in that third spot in the West. But if he's going to be in that starting lineup, I do like the upside there in a GPP at that price tag. So that'll be fun to watch. I'm sure. Not interested in, in Charlotte here tonight either. Game two, coach, highest total on the board. Milwaukee and yeah. Indiana, 241 and a half moving up since it opened. Milwaukee favored by eight and a half. And, you know, although it's the biggest total on the board and we've got the great pace, I'm not I'm not looking to spend up on Milwaukee guys. I think you may right. have a little more interest on that side than me, but uh, we're, we're both now looking more closely to Indiana with the news we just got this afternoon that Levert is questionable. So this mm -hmm. could be, you know, TJ McConnell, go out there and do your thing and run the show and have fun instead of coming off the bench like you've been doing because Brogdon, Lamb, and Sumner are also out and Aaron Holiday is questionable. So he might yeah. be the only key guard out there. You know, it'd be a tough matchup with Drew Holiday and company, but... 
at that price in this pace of a game, uh, he's in consideration for me. And Sabonis, he has been smashing it. He's been basically, you know, it's like he's chasing after Russell Westbrook with all these triple doubles almost every night. Been uh, incredible. So he's expensive, but he's he's worth looking at, I think, uh, especially as the value continues to open up, and we'll we'll discuss it here throughout the slate. But for me, it's it's McConnell now squarely in play if Laverde's out, and Sabonis right there with him. Yeah, you know this it's going to be news dependent. So you know definitely uh, follow us uh, on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk. Andrew is at Language Olympic. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. And then this is a perfect time to become a member at Coach Talk. Uh, go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for any type of membership that you want. Right now <clears throat> is a perfect time to try out the three-day membership. That is only uh, $10 for a three-day pass, and you get everything. Anytime we you become a member with Coach Talk, you get everything that we offer. We don't charge by sport. We do the four main sports that we really, really spend quality time on and dig into and uncover every piece of it and that's football baseball basketball and golf and you get that entire uh, package of all of our sports with whatever membership that you get so we're about to head into the playoffs next week in the nba which is our prime season of the entire year and uh you know test the waters dip your toe in for a three-day pass check us out uh we'll have uh, golf lineups for weekend only uh, starting tomorrow night. And then we've got, uh, of course, all kinds of baseball and basketball uh, throughout. So we'd love to have you. And reason we say that is this game exactly. You know, you if you're with us in Discord throughout the afternoon, we are monitoring several different ways of getting information from the NBA. You know, all of the sites and the beat writers, everything on Twitter and we need to know this information because it's going to formulate every way we build lineups. And on top of that is it doesn't end with just the initial main slate lock. It goes throughout the entire evening because right now in these last four days, we want to clean up and we can because we're going to have that edge. You know, there's going to be news that constantly drops guys in, guys out. And when we're building these lineups, our hybrid and our GPP, we're building them in mind with some of these guys could be rolled out during the slate. Where's that pivot going to be? So we're not haphazardly putting these lineups together and then just seeing what happens. We're, we have a contingency plan in, involved with everything that we're building. So, you know, jump in Discord with us. You'll see when that posts. We're always posting uh, lineups that are adjusted based on the news. This game is the exact thing. If Levert sits and Aaron Holiday sits, I think you just run with uh, you know McConnell and Sabonis because Sabonis is going to have to score a ton and be involved in everything, and McConnell will probably get like you said as much run as he can handle. But if Levert's in, you know that really changes both of those spots for me. So we need to follow that news and see what happens. But if we're counting on all of them out right now, I, I agree with you, Andrew. I think it's McConnell and Sabonis. For me, on the other side, I do like Drew Holiday here a little bit. I think this matchup is a good one for him. I think he can take advantage of the depleted backcourt from uh, Indiana. So he's also going to make uh, some of my my lineups. He's got the, the brothers on the other side to impress as well. 
Uh, and he's the big brother, so you don't let your two little brothers get the edge on you, mm-hmm. although uh, Mr. Lonzo Ball did, yes. that's for sure. All right, we go to the next game. That's Orlando and Atlanta. Um, you know, this is a really interesting game, too. It's it's 224 and a half. So there's, you know, there's some potential here. We have lots of guys and news dropping like crazy on, on uh, people sitting. So we're going to have... Uh, basically, what is who are, is everybody they, they just announced was Yeah, out. we just got question marks for Bogdan Bogdanovich, Capella, and Gallinari. Right. So that really shortens that rotation. It does bring Trey Young and John Collins into play, in my opinion, uh, you know, just from a usage standpoint. Um, I don't know if you need to go to the bench to, you know, the Solomon Hills and all those guys with a nine-game slate. But, uh, you know, certainly makes those guys tempting. Um, you know, Orlando's been getting waxed, and they are, you know, almost a 14-point underdog here. But, um, you know, definitely some interest of possibly paying up for one of those guys if all the guys that are now listed as, as questionable are out. And usually at this, you know, this early afternoon, if they've gone from not on the report to on there questionably, it's not really because of injuries. It's because, you know, do we want to rest them kind of thing? And uh, if so, I mean, don't you think Young and Collins are major uh, plays? For me, on the Orlando side, you know, it, right now, who do you trust there? If Bomba is out, maybe Carter, but Wagner, Brzezdekis, all these guys, you know, we just don't know how much they're going to play. Yeah, Orlando is is a real mess right now even with all those guys out because the value plays, their prices are going up. Yeah. So, you know, you could consider Wagner or Carter. Brasdikas, we kind of like his potential, his minutes. They've been giving him a real look. He's got his contract for the rest of the season. My only thought there is if Hunter is defending him, if they both come off the bench, I think Hunter could potentially shut him down. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the starting lineups. But, yeah, with this news here, I look a little bit closer at Trey Young and John Collins. Uh, but, uh, you know, don't have to get exposure here. Um, but it's, it's much more attractive than it was earlier this morning. Let's, let's say that. Exactly. All right. Game four, Philly and Miami lower total here. And TNT is upset because Embiid and Jimmy Butler are questionable. Um, you know, I think Miami wants to push here and win and they're in that five, six spot. So if Jimmy Butler is out, I wouldn't mind picking up one of the guards. Uh, Hero is the guy I'm looking at most closely. He really stepped up in the last game when Jimmy Butler left after getting poked in the eye. Uh, 35 minutes, nice double-double. More like the the bubble uh, Tyler Hero that we got yeah. used to last summer. Uh, good price tag. Uh, so he's the guy I'm looking at with Miami. Don't really like some of the other matchups here. Philly's great defense. But uh, the one other guy here for me is if Embiid is out, then, of course, Dwight Howard right into play. Good price. Didn't do a lot in the last one, but we know that he can smash, even if he only gets 20 to 24 minutes. So uh, Hero and Howard are possibilities for me today. Okay. Um, I don't like this game. I really don't. I mean, you got two of the top seven defenses in the league. The pace is going to be slow. Miami has only played... uh, uh, the slowest of any team the last month, even slower than the Knicks. Uh, but for the year, they're second to the s- slowest team. 
So I just, I don't like the feel here. You got both stars possibly out. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a game that, that either team is really pushing the envelope. So uh, quick pass for me. Don't okay. like it. The, the next game, I like even less. Spurs and Knicks. I mean, pretty much all you have to say is you got a Popovich team on the second night of a back-to-back uh, late in the season. So that terrifies you to play anybody. And then you have, as mentioned, the Knicks team, the slowest in the league. And they've got a bunch of guards that were possibly not going to play. And we were getting excited to maybe, you know, uh, get a, a, a Peyton or somebody. Or even, we even talked about... Uh, Neil Aquina. Neil Aquina. But now that's all sort of shot to baloney here because there's uh, more of a probable tag on a bunch of these guards. So don't want to get in the mix of all of those guys in a game like this that could be very slow uh, very defensive, and then not knowing for sure on the minutes with the rotation. So 100% pass for me on this one. Yeah, it is now, too, for me with those guards now probable. Uh, trivia question for our listeners, Coach, a challenge. If anybody can find a similar stat line to Neil Aquina, I don't think it's ever happened before in the NBA. He's shooting 47% on three-pointers, 36% from the field, and 44% from the line. I mean, that's not easy to do, to shoot that yeah. well from distance and to shoot worse than that, even at the free throw line. So uh, we, we, we need to either contact Elias or have one of our listeners tell us if that's ever happened before. I think it'll be a first if he finishes off the season that way. But I, I don't remember it ever happening. That's for sure. Yep. All right. Uh, let's transition to the 8 o'clock game, starting with Toronto and Chicago. This is one of my favorite games on the slate it's yeah, not, it's not I like a, it too. Yeah, it's not a high total, but uh, Chicago has to win. Okay, this is a must win for them. Yeah, and Toronto, it's an elimination basically. Yeah, and, and Toronto's, they're done. They're out. They're sitting everybody, eight key guys. So yeah. we've got a, a youth movement for Toronto. These guys pushing for minutes and job security and future uh, opportunities. So uh, Malachi Flynn right in the mix for me. Uh, we like to attack the Chicago backcourt. So he's going to be in a bunch of my lineups tonight. I like Kim Birch, uh, you know, running the middle there. Uh, Watanabe, if he starts, he could be a deep GPP option. We like his shooting numbers. He never seems to get a, a ceiling game, but he's possibly in, in play. Uh, Jalen Harris off the bench, I think, could pay off his price tag pretty easily. And I want to run it back with Levine on the other side, Coach. He's, yeah. he's really trending up with his minutes, his production, uh, pushing hard here to give the Bulls a chance, only 8,600. So I, I'm going to have uh, two to three guys from this game in most of my lineups. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is a good game as well. It, you know, it, it, the spread is pretty big, 10, but, uh, you know, I think as long as Toronto can hang in there, uh, I think that uh, this could be a, a nice game. The only thing concern would be blowout, but – I agree with you. Levine, I love, is one of my buy-up plays tonight. Um, I think you can consider Vuk, too. It's just putting all your eggs in that basket. If it does, you know, balloon a 20, 25-point game in the second half. But I wouldn't eliminate Vuk. He's still in consideration for me. I do really like Levine. And I'm with you. I, I like Flynn and Birch. I think they'll get uh, the majority of the run. You know, Fleur, Flynn wants to take advantage of this. Because uh, he's auditioning for a starting point guard there. If they do move Lowry, 
or not move him, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So if he leaves, then Flynn, you know, wants that spot. And Birch is playing for a contract. You know, this is where he wanted to go. He told told Orlando if there's any way to make a deal uh, to Toronto. You know, he's a Canadian. He wanted to play there. And I know that, you know, he became buddies with Lowry right away. And Lowry was was really high on getting him, you know, long term with the team. Although who knows if Lowry's going to be there. But uh, I think Birch is, is going to play hard again and get a lot of solid minutes. We do have to watch for Boucher in case he does play. He was questionable. I have um, him. He's out. Oh, is he out? Okay, good. That's great. So we don't have that issue. Uh, and so those two guys are, are solid. You know, Trent can blow up for a 40-point real game. You never know. So, you know, he's not out of consideration, uh, but his price is just a little higher than I'd like. So I'm with you. I like this game. It's one of uh, a sneaky favorite, one of mine as well. Excellent. All right, I'm going on to Sacramento and Memphis. We have uh, Memphis, a, a decent favorite here. Lots of news. You know, of course, we still have, looks like Fox and Halliburton out for sure, and Bagley and Barnes doubtful, so I don't think they're going to play. So it really does fall in, in Heald and DeLon Wright's hands. And, you know, you very well, you know, could take a look at both of those guys the only problem is Brooks, I respect just about more than anybody else defensively uh, on the perimeter. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll tackle healed here. So uh, Wright sort of gets the edge for me. I think his length could bother Jaw a little bit. And, you know, he'll get some stocks to go along with his scoring. And, uh, you know, he, again, is playing for somewhat his future and has been killing it. So I think he's a great play. If you need to go cheap and you're looking for a real uh, bargain here, it, I don't think Metu is a bad play or Harkless. And then uh, Holmes is a possibility, uh, especially if Joval sits. Uh, Joval is questionable right now. So I do like some of, of that side of the ball. And then on the Memphis side, you know, Brooks, I think, is going to get extended minutes again, playing hard, finish the, finishing the season well. He's uh, his price always stays very fair. He's a possibility, and then all the news again, like I talked about earlier, is going to be if Jovell sits, then I like Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman both. One, you know, maybe one or the other, but I like both of them. But if Jovell plays, then I'm probably not going to go there because uh, Triple J is a little bit more expensive if Jovell's in there, and then Tillman's role will be reduced, but. Again, I like this game as well. Yeah, me too. I like the Sacramento side a little better because it's a front end. They're going to have a rematch tomorrow. And right. Memphis in this situation is more conservative. But I agree with you with those dominoes. The other guy I would mention is Terrence Davis. He's been playing awesome, very steady. His price yeah. is going up, but he's he's been paying it off consistently. So I'm going to have, probably have a couple guys from this game as well. Uh, next one, Denver, Minnesota, the other eight o'clock game and front end for Denver. And we just got some news that Michael Porter Jr. is going to sit. Yeah. How uh, about that? So we were considering him cause he was cheap on FanDuel, but that makes it potentially even more attractive to play Aaron Gordon, who is incredibly cheap on FanDuel at 3,900 coming yeah. off a over 30 fantasy point night, which I mean, this guy's capable of 50 fantasy points when he's more involved in the offense. 
And maybe this will be the night where he gets a few more shots. So, uh, you know, we've got a terrible defense on the other side in Minnesota. Yes, they've got some guys who play the four who can defend Vanderbilt, McDaniels. Um, but as a whole, I mean, they are pretty soft. So I like Gordon at that price tag. Uh, don't think I'll spend up for the Joker here. Uh, Compazzo, uh, certainly playable, but I like the other guys in that price range. We've already mentioned a little bit more. And then with Minnesota, uh, I'll let you talk about them. I think you're you're more excited about what they've got tonight. Yeah, I love the, the T-Wolves uh, in this final stretch of the couple of games. I mean, I've seen so much life from them in the last two games, and I've mentioned it on, on previous podcasts, but it just seems like they've come together in the locker room and said, listen, you know, we're going to pick where we pick and get who we get. Let's finish this season strong. And they are playing terrific. They have won some games, taken some good teams to the wire. And I think they come out here and give Denver all they want. I mean, Vegas is sort of indicating that, too. It's only a four-point spread for Denver. So that tells you right there that that this could be, uh, you know, really a, a good game. I may have the most exposure to this game uh, than any other game on the slate. I, I think Aaron Gordon's probably a free square, man. 3900 on FanDuel. I mean, he's going to be super highly owned, especially now that Porter's out. I mean, I, I think he's almost a plug-and-play. Uh, the guy that I want to mention, though, now that is is squarely in play is Jermichael Green. He'll start in that spot of Porter's, and, you know, he only needs 25 minutes at that super low price, uh, and he usually produces when he's in there. So sort of like him a little bit. I don't love him, you know, more of a GPP play, but worth mentioning. And then, I'm like I say, I'm super high on the Minnesota side. I think they play their guys. They want to win. I think you can you can talk about D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards both, uh, especially like Anthony Edwards here. I think he has the potential for a monster game. Um, I like them playing next to each other uh, with Rubio in there. Let let's Rubio run the show, and he's got two guys to choose from in Russell and Edwards. So I like those guys. Vanderbilt's not a bad play for a super cheap route as well. So I like the value and some of the buy-up guys in this game, and I think it could be a good one. All right, how about the late-night hammer? Only one game at 10 o'clock tonight. I know it. It's crazy. Portland and Phoenix, <clears throat> and this is my surprise on the slate, and I'll, it's an interesting way to end the night. This game's not going to get a ton of attention because you've got two slower teams, and you have Phoenix's good defense. But Portland plays poor defense, and there are reasons why both of these teams want to win this game. Enough that I think they're going to play their guys. So I'm toying, Andrew, with my my two pay-up guys, since I haven't had a, a whole lot that I'm going up to, maybe Levine. But I, I, think, uh, I think Lillard's in play, and I think Booker's in play. I like both of them here. You know, Booker uh, had – he is streaky, but he put up 22 real points in the third quarter this last game. He's capable of doing that at any time. We'd love to attack Portland's backcourt. So I really would like to be able to pay up for both of those guys and get most of my value and savings with the possible Birches and Tillmans and Gordons and everything at the bigger spots and then use use that cash to, to buy up at the guard spots. So I think it'll be somewhat contrarian. I don't think either one of those guys is going to be chalk, especially at their price tag. 
and uh, really like those two spots. Everybody else, you know, I can you could make a case for McCollum or Paul, and you know a little bit more value with a Powell or Bridges, but uh, not crazy about the bigs in this game. Uh, but I really do think I'm going to have some exposure to the more expensive guards. Okay, I like Booker a lot here. I think he's underpriced. Uh, we love seventy five hundred. Yeah, I like I like that price tag against Portland's defense. They're going to be tired. They had a tough win in Utah last night. Now they have to right. travel to Phoenix. Their starters played heavy minutes. So I like the Booker side of that a little bit more. I love how Dame's been playing, but I don't, I don't like him against Phoenix here at his price on this slate. Um, so that's how I look at the last one. And all of a sudden, Coach, we're here, ready to reveal the two brains are, are better than one GPP lineup on FanDuel that we have built. We have built this as a result of our hours of research this morning. Our yes. lengthy discussion this morning as we recorded the podcast for the first time that has disappeared audio-wise. So here we are again. We have now uh, digested the afternoon news. Shall I read the result of what we have put Let's together? Let's read the results. And it again, it's to be determined on a few of these guys, but we think we have a tricky little group here. We do. Malachi Flynn and T.J. McConnell. little chalky there, but we like the price tags for sure. Don't really want to stray from those guys on this slate. Levine and Booker paying up at shooting guard. Yeah. And then small forward Anthony Edwards were paying up there. And then Kawhi Leonard were sneaking him in here at 8,200 because of the news. At power forward, Jaron Jackson, 6,000. He's rested. Didn't play the last one. He's ready to go in an up-tempo game. Aaron yep. Gordon, our free square at 3,900. And then Ken Birch rounding it out at 6,000. So... Uh, stay nice. with us with the news. We will update that if necessary on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. And do us a favor. Uh, we went with this quick show here today because of the circumstances. Let us know if you like the shorter version on these two brains are better than one days, or if you like the lengthier version of the podcast that we often do 45 minutes, 50 minutes or so, where we go more in depth per game. Let us know. We could mix it up. Uh, you never know. So we appreciate your feedback on YouTube. Uh, that's it. Any final thoughts here, coach? No, just excited for the slate. Uh, you know, again, great time to join us. DFSCoachTalk.com. Love to have you for this weekend. We've got tons of baseball, golf, our golf lineups for the weekend coming out tomorrow, you know, and, and of course all the basketball as we finish up the season and we feel like we have a big edge. I think we, we smash it tonight, finish up strong, and then we get ready for the NBA playoffs. Can't wait. So we will be grinding every day to get ready. Appreciate all your support on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.